No, we're live. We're live right now, guys. And I might just have to. Oh, this. Right. Okay. And we're so, live. So, Frank, you can't have it open because you're hearing it's there. We're hearing me live. That's delay. right. It's from your end, Frank. You got to kill it. Okay. Well, what am I killing? Facebook or Zoom? Facebook. Facebook. Facebook, Frank. Okay. Kill it. There. Otherwise, I'll kill it for you. Okay. okay there so, you go. so, this is what we go, and we're training people. The, the great Frank Cavallero is with us and also Don Emilio Zeno. What's bothering you? I brought that up. I guess take two tomorrow night, live, 9 p.m. Eastern. They said these Canadians said they're going to bring everyone here. Well, I, there's a lot bothering me after the last time we talked. What's about bothering you, Neil? Everything in the world's bothering me, this quarantine and everything. But then what the great governor, we're going to end up being like California now. So I definitely want people to tell me what's bothering them as well. And so I'm here with Frank Cavallero from CBC and Don Emilio Zeno from VIP Internet Radio. Don, what's bothering you and what are you, are you saving it for tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern? Well, I'm turning 65 years young and I'm looking for somebody to give me free room and board. Are you? Okay. Oh, <laughs> hey, man. We could do that. You you know, we could go ahead and uh, the free room and board. So you're ready. See, here's the thing. Oh, okay, let's I want to get one thing straight. I don't do anything. I'm told that I'm lazy. Um, after all these years of sacrifices, uh, nobody wants me anymore. Uh, all I do is talk on the phone, use a computer, you know, 20 hours a day. And that's about it. All right. Now, so, but we're going to talk a lot more than that, Mr. Zeno. But again, Frank, what's bothering you right now? Again, this is the man from CBC. He's a big superstar. He's the real broadcast journalist on this program right now. Frank, what's bothering you? What's bothering me, Neil, is uh, I'm seeing too much data, too many numbers, projections. I think uh, a lot of the news out there and the data is to scare the population. Uh, I know their projections. I know the curve has to stabilize and then go down. Uh, but there's some cities uh, that really there's not much happening. And there's some cities that the curve won't come down. So that is bothering me. And now there's a conspiracy that apparently this whole thing started in a lab in China. So that's, oh, that's not a conspiracy anymore. That was on Fox News tonight, Frank. It's been proven and it's been mentioned for sure. Intelligence says it is in a, it was found in a lab in Wuhan, and they have found who Agent Zero is. So guess what? China needs to pay, and they need to pay big time. Well, how are they going to pay, Neil? How are we going to force China to pay? Uh, I, I, I we got to figure that out. I think to finally let this communist regime get overturned, allow the people to take over China, make it capitalist, and say see you later and boot those people out of out of there completely well you know this is a great topic to be discussed uh what's bothering you tomorrow night 905 eastern correct neil yes 9 p.m eastern 855 we'll be getting into the studio uh, frank needs to get makeup don needs to get makeup i have no makeup at all and that's okay and that's fine with me but it, it's always great to chat with you guys and we're excited what's bothering you on the total media network again frank is a guy that thinks you know you you know check turn the dial on the radio but there's a lot of things to do i loved your fate your mask thing 
You know what? Because I was talking about what the heck's bothering me. The governor's bothering me today that I'm going to have to be forced to wear a mask in everywhere in public. What are is you that, kidding me? Is that, what they're, is that what they're saying now in uh, Pennsylvania? Yeah, they just did that in Pennsylvania. You don't tell me what to do and not to. Are you kidding me? I, I'm sorry if people get mad at me in this fact, but then we basically are told, you know, we're getting ready to lift everything, right? Trump's opening up the country. If you listen today, parts of the country are going to be opened up. Probably not Pennsylvania because uh, our governor is going to make sure we don't go back to work for two years. But it doesn't matter because I'm just working from home. So you can't stop me, governor, from working. But the bottom line is everybody else is going to be out of luck. Any state that somebody who's running it is socialist that believes that we have to wait till there is a vaccine, which I'm sure as heck not shooting myself with. You're not getting me to take a vaccine. I don't even get a flu shot myself. I'm not being forced in a vaccine that could kill me, could cripple me just because that's the way we're going to do it. Are you kidding me? So there is a I lot agree of with you. So I agree with you. So the, we're going to get into it again tomorrow night, Neil and Don, but how long do you think this is going to last? Well, I think with you guys are in Canada, <laughs> Trudeau wants to do it for two years. I feel for you guys. They're going to look like even older men by the time we're done with this one. And so it's, you guys are done. I would decide to say I'm leaving Canada forever because there's not going to be any businesses in Canada and he's going to wait it out till there's a vaccine. He's already said that. He's not like our president that's already ready to open up the country in 20 days, maybe less. I think they said next week some of the states are going to start opening up things again. Can first you... of all, first of all, if I can give my take on this, I'm not taking any vaccine. I'll take my chances. I mean, the average lifespan is what, 85 nowadays for guys my generation? I'm 65 this week. And guess what? And now I'm being told that I'm going to be working for the government. They'll pay me a salary to stay home. I'm fine with that. Well, you know, let's see. You're fine with that. See, then, oh, you'd rather get a check for $2,000. I'd be bored on my gourd. I want to be creative. I want to do no, things. No, I'm not bored because I, I do work. I mean, I have time to argue with my wife 24-7. <laughs> How can you get bored? You know, I mean. All right, but aside from all all this joking, yeah, it gets to you. I, I mean, it gets to you. Where the humans are not made to be together twenty four seven. I don't care what anybody says. Despite our love and affection for one another, we don't. You're gone, gone, gone. But if it means saving your life, for what? Oh no, my staying home. Stay yeah, home forever? Stay home forever, Frank? Not forever, but I mean, let's say for the next month no, or two. I'm ready. A month I'm ready. or two? There's no, so maybe in Canada they could test a vaccine now and say, well, here's people. United States, no. it's two years. No, first of all, first of, no, hang on. Let me, it might turn to freaking talk. I don't mind staying home for another couple of months as long as they pay me to stay home. Otherwise, I'm not going to stay home. So I want the listeners or viewers, whatever you are, to comment what the heck is bothering you? I have a thousand things that are bothering me. This is my temple, meaning I work from home. My kids are not supposed to be here. My wife's not Frank, supposed to be here. Frank, this has to be my domain. We're getting a, we're getting a feedback. There's here. no feedback on my end at all. No feedback here. Don, I think the UFOs have gotten you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what UFO stands for in this case? UF off. 
No, but listen, guys, this is a serious situation. Econo as Neil mentioned, the economy is uh, devastated in the States, actually all over the world, including Europe and Asia, even though Asia, we're starting to get back to normal, sort of, but there's also been more cases in China. So what happens, Neil, if we open everything up too soon? If we open up everything too soon, I just think really the thing that they have not brought up, but you got to watch Fox News. I, I hate you. I'm not trying to say I do watch CNN as well. I, I have uh, stories about everyone in media because I want to be like Frank someday. You know, I want to be I want to be on the TV, you know, but I don't know. Never know if that'll happen or not. I'm a self-taught journalist, but I watch all these professionals and I watch and I love the spin. This is wag the dog in all aspects everything is a conspiracy setup or everything is has a specific reason rhyme reason but if you want to check fox and what they the reasons they want to open up is because the numbers the cur the, the the numbers the model is wrong the model expected 200,000 to 300,000 people to die in the u.s that was absolutely wrong so we do have enough beds and we have enough medical equipment now to handle everybody and go back to business as usual. We're not going to get to that level of 200,000, 300,000. The U.S. wasn't thinking about who cares who dies. They want to make sure if our health system, our healthcare system can handle this. So you're and saying now that the health care system could handle it? Absolutely. Even though, I, even though I saw some reports yesterday that hospitals are still having a rough time. See, they are, if you're saying the spin, here's the thing also they're doing, they're reporting that there are deaths of coronavirus so they can get funding. So this is a really a screwed up thing that the government's going to pay you more if uh, the hospital, if you treated a coronavirus patient. So just like we know how the insurance companies lie, they're loving this. Okay, let's build this, make this a five. Oh, that was a death from coronavirus. Well, that gets to the total numbers. President Trump today even said that. Oh, yeah, New York had 6,000, you know, 10,000. They just reported 4,000 more deaths. But guess what? They have no proof. So what we're dealing with right now is are you, you're sitting here, you're a horribly funded hospital, and you have a patient who dies, and you just say, by the way, I'm going to say coronavirus so I can get more funding. That can happen. We're not saying it happens always, but it, the numbers, the model was saying 200, 300,000 deaths in the United States. What number are we at now? Probably 20,000. And we have hit, we've, we've hit the, what's it called now? We've hit, we've hit the curve. I'm hearing feedback again. Who has uh, their Facebook on? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, you can't have your Facebook on. It, it sounds like I'm talking to somebody that's calling in on a radio show. You always hear those radio announcers saying, okay, can you Neil, please turn, turn down your radio? Neil, I'm here's sorry. my question. With Facebook audio off, our, the Facebook friends will still hear the show, correct? Oh, yes. Oh, most definitely, because we're going through Zoom right now. You're going through okay. my my thing that's broadcasting. You're in my studio going live here yeah. on Facebook land. Are there any comments out there, by the way? I have not looked at comments, but we're doing a pretty good live stream for being late at night at 10 o'clock. People, 9 o'clock is the best time to go live. And if we invite a bunch of people and tell them, we want you to call in, what's bothering you? But remember, what's bothering you is going to be something that's going to tick people off. You put that out there and do that weekend. But I need to ha have two people that are you. I know, Frank, you're a late night guy like me. 
Mm-hmm. Don is almost half dead by this point in time. We already see that. So, Don, give us your take on this. Frank, you're asking unbelievable know. questions, making me the American heel to your Canadian friends that are saying, what a guy. But honestly, the, the model does not show truly the number of deaths. And what President Trump said today that I completely agree with, keeping us home is leading to mental illness, horrible health, uh, terrible situation for our lives, uh, losing our jobs, losing our, our livelihood. So many people work not just for the government, but work for themselves, that they've worked their asses off their whole lives to get to where they are today. And the government and good old Wuhan, China, thanks to the freaking uh, Bill, probably it was Bill Gates, but we can't ever know it was Bill Gates. But thanks to that lab deciding that the virus got out, destroyed someone's livelihood forever. Are you kidding me? That's bull crap. That's because that's the thing. The small business is the biggest part of the economy. Don, your take on this. My take, I've told you, uh, I knew this, uh, believe it or not, two months ago before this whole ordeal started that uh, this was uh, fabricated for, uh, you know, uh, chemical warfare of some kind. And I knew it was between uh, USA and China. Now you're saying that Fox News has the living proof that it was China. And uh, if they have the, the legal moral proofs, we should go after China. We as the whole world, not just USA. Because what happens if you guys do it alone, everybody's going to point fingers at you as being the bullies, the bad guys. If we have the proof, then China has to pay. I'm sorry, China, no disrespect. If they they don't value life as we do in North America, then they're going to have to learn a very nasty lesson. How do you learn a nasty lesson? You reach out into people's pockets. That's people hate to lose money. It's human nature. Yeah, but Don, let's let's ask our Facebook friends. Do you blame China for what's happened right now? Oh my gosh! If you don't blame, if if your friends from Canada, Don and Frank, don't blame China. They're nuts after what just came out. This cha- It's a, the game changer. It's completely a mistake by the Chinese deciding to test out the coronavirus to become more geniuses with probably, uh, you know, kind of taming a virus in a lab that ended up going out what was one of the biggest mistakes ever. So. And so I tend to agree. I think, of course, it came from China. Was it in a lab? Was it at a wet market? But Neil, you're American. I want to ask you, how do you think Trump has handled this? Okay, here's my take on this. Trump is funny. This is the funniest press conferences in the world. This is all theater to me. I can't wait to see Joe Biden versus, versus President Trump, Vice President Biden in a debate against President Trump. Who told the truth once in a whole debate? Instead of Who's lying all the time? It's who told the truth once will happen because Joe Biden will lie his butt off. Donald Trump will lie his butt off and it will be hilarious. It will be the funniest thing in the world. President Trump only cares about the economy and money. But honestly, that's what makes America great money. And if people don't like that, I'm sorry, that's the truth. And I'm not saying I just look at money as the most important thing. I just don't understand you guys how much you pay in taxes just to have free health care when I believe our health care is better than your health care. So there's another thing we could talk about down the line in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and Don agrees with me. America's health care is better than Canada. I agree. Right? Neil, we don't get it for free, by the way. Nobody said we get our health care for free. 
on every paycheck, uh, a substantial amount is taken out in taxes that goes towards our healthcare. So when you think about it, even though when we go to a hospital, we don't have to pay, we do pay on our paycheck every second week. Yeah, no, no, I mean, no, I understand. So you do pay it out of your paycheck. What? I thought you're free at universal health care. It's free when you go there, but this causes a problem too. People have a cold and they run to the hospital. So when I go and let's say I really need serious medical attention, I might have to wait 10, 12 hours to be looked at. Oh, see, I, I, that doesn't make me very happy to know that because everyone thinks Canada is the best health care. And here's the other spin that, that, again, people want for universal health care. They want to get rid of, you know, they want single payer health care. The reason why, if they want that, they have to show that the Europe handled this better, China helped handle this better, Japan handled it better than the United States. Because they find out our health care system, yes, we had more cases, but we had less percentage of death. Okay, you always got to keep the Facebook down or it's going to get a feedback. Tomorrow we'll have to do that because again we don't want to make that look bad when this is going to be played all over the world. Okay. The Facebook, but no, I mean that's my point. Think about it, Don. Think about this. The reason one of the other spins they have to show that our healthcare care system stinks, so we have to go to a single payer system so everyone has health care, and then guess what? Then we wouldn't have the numbers that we have in deaths. We would be able to test more people and all these different things if we had universal health care. So that's hey, allow me to chime in. It's no longer the question of who's got the best health care. Let's shy away from that because, you know, we can go on until the cows come home. Here's the problem. We have to first contain the virus, which seems that there's a positive, uh, hopeful curve coming up in the next few weeks. Once that is done, then you guys, America, along with the G20 countries, with the proof that we have on hand need to tell China, well, you guys are responsible for this virus, pay up. What we're gonna, but but, no, but see, I, I don't know how you could do that. Let's get the communists hang out on, of there. Hang on, hang on, hang on. If you guys don't do that, and if, if, if this situation continues on this path in a couple of months, we're gonna face the worst uh, uh, what's the word? A recession, mother of all recessions of all time. I've been saying this for months. Mainstream has just been repeating this. As a matter of fact, mainstream, not I, has said recently that if it keeps up, we're going to see the Great Depression all over again by 2021. All right. That's that's what I believe. I'm sorry. I call okay. it. See, but it's not going to be here. It's going to be everywhere but the United States, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, no. We're opening up the country today. We're this, the, 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 your guys, you guys are going to be affected if the world, just like China right now, they say, oh, we're working, we're doing this. They're going to feel the freaking pinch if the rest of the world is not okay. This, the, the whole business nowadays is based on the world. Why do you think the IMF uh, has injected, I don't know how much did they inject, 10 trillion, uh, whatever, nine, nine point something trillion. You guys have injected 2 trillion so far and so on and so forth. Do you think they like doing that? I mean, even though, even though it doesn't cost them any money to print money because of the Federal Reserve, which came out in December of 1913, you know, where they, they found a way, hey, we, we can print money at will, print money at will. I mean, 
we know without any gold reserves. It's all BS. Let me call it as it is. I know I'm switching, but it's all interconnected. This is what we call the cabals that control the world. No, this is not conspiracy 101. This is pure facts. This is science fiction, F-U-C-K. <laughs> It's okay to say that, Don. Well, we don't, in a way, I don't know if that's allowed on terrestrial radio. And I can't believe I didn't think we'd do a show, but it just shows the talent that we have on here, ladies and gentlemen. We have the great Frank Cavallaro, that's a celebrity. Everyone needs to get his autographed pictures. I've got to see a picture with him as a weatherman. That's got to be the best. And we have the great Don Emilio Zeno, yeah, one of the, yeah. the, the geniuses of VIP internet radio, the Yo, founder of VIP me. internet radio, a guy at Terrestrial Radio host with <laughs> <laughs> Terrestrial Radio host Adam and myself oh. decided to create this on my own in my basement. And what I've created has been a pretty good, interesting thing, but I think having someone like Frank Cavalera on, but again, I got to look at you Canadians and say, you know what? I wouldn't want to be you right now. I wouldn't want to have your prime minister. And I sure as heck wouldn't want to know I might be getting, I don't, if you're going to pay me. So this is the difference between Americans and Canadians. Oh, pay us four grand a month. We'll stay home and do nothing. That's What the hell? Come off it. Are you, are you kidding me? I would be bored out of my mind if I couldn't use my creativity to go make money and sell and do certain things. I would go crazy. I don't want to go do the yard. I don't want to go ahead and, and let's do a project. I want, to, I want to go out there and sell, create, and develop. And this is just absolutely driving me bananas. And so that's what's bothering me. Yeah, but Neil, you're, you're right. But this is a dangerous time out there. People are dying. A friend of mine who lives in West Palm Beach, passed away yesterday. Oh, it's dangerous, but the number, okay. We have to compare these flus. And I'm not, I guess I'm being the devil's advocate tonight, and I, and I hope people don't get mad at me, but I do it on education show all the time. People hate me in my education talk show where I, I attack teachers, I attack principals, I attack anyone, but I'm not trying to be Fox News. So don't anyone watching tonight say, Neil's being Fox News, absolutely not. But you need to, if you want to hire me, Call me tomorrow. I'll, I'll go ahead and debate any of these people, and especially people that replace Bill O'Reilly. I could d dominate him in a debate. I wonder what you're doing, Bill O'Reilly, now. Oh, you made the wrong decision. What is he doing now? Oh, well, he has a podcast, and, you know, Glenn Beck, all of them decided, you know, why am I going to go work for a big thing where I could track everything and get the certain sponsorship? I wonder what sponsorship's out there now. But the point I'm making is not doing a Fox thing. I'm doing a true businessman thing. An entrepreneur. An entrepreneur does not want to sit at home and wait. So who am I going to sell to? Hmm. Okay, Max, mask companies, I'm going to run your social media now because you know what? The mask is the way to sell things. No, I'm not going to be able to do that. I mean, there's not, I want to see everyone grow and develop and have the ability to have a dream. The difference between Canada and the United States is that there's so many small businesses, so many people that have an entrepreneurial mindset that have created this. And have worked their butts off to create any type of business from, you know, from the restaurant industry to, you know, the cannabis industry, which is getting crushed right now, by the way, people aren't bringing that one up uh, to, you know, any type of industry from a network marketing industry to being in the gig economy and doing something. So they didn't have to listen to a stupid boss, tell them what to do and do something they really love. All of it taken away from them because of a virus in China. And now, so it was kind of, I bet you Trump had that intel. He just wasn't able to say it. 
that when he was calling it the Kung, Kung flu, flu flu. That was horrible to say, but maybe he, he had the intelligence. He couldn't just say it. If people watch shows like Designated Survivor, the president does know things a lot earlier than everybody else does. And maybe he knew that this happened and maybe he wanted this to come out to this level so that China would pay and then our economy would be the biggest and we wouldn't owe China any more money and maybe we'd have to go to war with them. Because remember, if maybe this is where we're at. Maybe we're at the time where another war is coming. I hate to say this unless or overthrow communist China. Well, you know what? You might be right. There might be another war coming because this is serious stuff. As Don mentioned, the Great Depression is just days, maybe weeks away. Uh, we're just going no, to. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said if they don't fix the economy, uh, meaning the coronavirus first and foremost, which is followed by an upswing on the economy, by the end of this year, we could be facing the Great Depression next year. Uh, you're going to be facing the Great Depression for life in Canada. I couldn't stand when I wrestled in your country, and then I come back, and basically the Canadian dollar was worthless. I know at one point, <laughs> uh, I, who, who was president, where, guess what? Your dollar was almost as strong as our dollar. But I remember those days. Like, okay, here's my Canadian money. I make sure I go ahead and exchange it where it's worthless before I go to the That was the about States. eight years ago, Daniel. Uh, I don't know how, and that was, uh, and who was president for the United States when that was Barack Obama, right? Yeah, was it was Obama. Okay, so, I mean, to know that our dollar was not as strong as the, as the Canadian dollar, because I remember going to wrestle and that was happening. Okay, so I don't know why Don's sending me messages, because I can hear that. You don't have to give me these winky winks, Don. Just wait till the show's over. All right, so this was, we were planning on going on for five minutes, but I see great talent here. And the ultimate goal is Americans that are my Facebook page, Frank's Facebook page are Canadians. Don has ufologists as friends. All of us together <laughs> have a different audience, but all of us know what's bothering us. So even though we've gone into specific things, what's bothering me? Having to wear a face mask automatically, telling the government telling me to wear a face mask. Next, the government telling me specifically what essential businesses, uh, what is essential business. Next, the government telling me that I only can, we only can shop at a grocery store till eight o'clock. Next, the government telling me what, what I can do and what I can't do. Having to homeschool my kids when ultimately at the end of the day, I shouldn't have to pay those tax dollars because I'm teaching them now. All those things are what's bothering me, what's bothering you, ladies and gentlemen. And tomorrow we're expecting people to comment and tell us what's bothering us. Dom wants to get into conspiracies. Frank wants to pick at an American. It's all up to you guys. Tomorrow night, 9 o'clock. Uh, I can't believe we had a, a good taste of this great live people still live streaming with us. You know what? That just proves StreamYard sucks, by the way. Don't use StreamYard. Use Zoom. Zoom, I'm waiting for that paycheck sponsored by Zoom. StreamYard's awful. Maybe we'll use StreamYard. EIO and go live on my YouTube channel has 6,000 subscribers because at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to tell people what's bothering us. There are comments, by the way, Frank, if you want to look in the stream and read them, but please don't turn up the sound. If any, if you want to comment on those before we say goodbye, because we do want to, to look at the people because some people are mad at me right now. Yeah, the difference, I'll read one out. The difference is population, my friend. We have a population of 38 million. The U.S. has 350. Trump is a clown. 
Oh my gosh! See, that, see, Trump it tells it tells it like it is. He's not a clown. He is doing it all for a reason. The reason he's president of the United States is because of celebrity. And honestly, President Trump knows exactly what he's doing. And he, but he know he has been able to see that the power of the president, he can control and manipulate the same way he does in business. I'm not saying I like it. I will never endorse Donald Trump. I'm a journalist. I'm talking about, I want to get back to work. So if President Trudeau is my president, if, uh, if anyone was my president, if it was a prime minister of some other country, I want to get back to work. And if we have to figure out how to make everything go online, we can. We don't really need stores anymore in brick and mortar stores. We need bars. We need restaurants. We need entertainment. But we ultimately could shop online. Um, we don't. Grocery stores could deliver as well. We could limit the amount of time we see each other. And we also could do business with and stop traveling. And I hate to do this to the, to the airlines, but that's so, so that salespeople are not away from their families so much. People in the media are not away from their families so much because everything could be done online. So that's one of the great pluses that's happened. Any other yeah, I, uh, Neil, I agree with you. I think we've learned a lot, even for the environment. I mean, the, the, the earth is a cleaner place these days because of the lockdowns happening all over the world the last three, four weeks. And yes, I think uh, this will revolutionize everything, including the media, people working from home, uh, delivery, as you said, shopping online, which was already popular before this happened. Uh, but I think we're going to learn a few things, including social distancing. Uh, my, my question is, which we'll discuss tomorrow night, I'm a big sports fan, and I know you are too, Neil. What's oh, yeah. Gonna happen? What's going to happen with sports? What's going to happen with sports? That's a great question. Well, what's going to happen with sports is they're going to. I just think we make it all on TV. We put everything on TV. Maybe we could have them flood the bars, but let's not have that. So let's make it all on television, the entire thing. Let's make it everything TV, and then make the big games pay per views. And, and sponsorships galore and that people don't go to a game where they get drunk too much or they pay too much and they really don't get to enjoy the game and everyone can be home with their families. <laughs> Look at me, Mr. Complaining, everyone's home. But ultimately a bar, a different thing. But let's make it television. That's what's happened with the WWE. Uh, they knew that they're not just a – they had to cut staff, by the way, and I feel bad for 100 – they had to cut 100 people from the – or like 33 people they uh, – let go today but that's again the ticket sales are not the most important thing it's the pay-per-views make television costs more they do it already with netflix look at my one of my favorite shows tiger king we could talk about that what's bothering you if you don't like tiger king then that, then you're bothering me right now ladies and gentlemen that is a great show and friends like mine that wrestled with me before you know what i would like to be part of tiger king uh, Neil, I wanted to ask you, did they actually ha hold WrestleMania? They did part of it, and with no audience, I guess they're going to have a second part. I I don't pay attention to that crap. Once I got out of wrestling, I stopped. Okay. It's like, it's an addiction. I'd love to be back in the ring again. At 47, I could. I think they just showed somebody in uh, Impact Wrestling, 70 years old in the ring. So it doesn't matter what your age is. You can still pro do professional wrestling. Yeah. So, and I thank pro wrestling for the persona. All right, guys. What's bothering you? What's bothering Don is his echo. He shouldn't be wearing headphones when he's on Zoom. That's probably the problem. Yeah. There's no echo hang on, right hang now. On. Let's try it now. Let's try it. Yes. 
There you go. What's bothering you, Don, is that you can't, you don't have it set up like me that has a mixer. So I have my headphones on. You're not going to see them. And it goes through a mixer to my professional mic. But if you wear headphones on a computer, you'll see how much of a loud mouth I am. Sorry, Neil, guys. I'm going to read one more comment before we go from Alfonso. Hey, you need to get back to work with people healthy. What are you talking about? Airlines. Trump wants to save the airlines business since 67 when our mayor wanted an express train from New York to Montreal. Did the USA no to that business? And now it takes 11 hours to get to New York City because of USA's lack of business savvy. Okay, I have to laugh about that one. See, uh, we could go into that. I have to think about that more. But I'm not saying get rid of the airlines. I'm talking, I'm not speaking for the President of the United States. You're not going to see me wear a pro-Trump sign. I'm going to have good business regardless if Biden's president at the end of the day or Donald Trump's president. I'm just happy to get back to work. If they decided, well, we have a vaccine and we're going to give everyone a vaccine tomorrow, they're not giving me it, but I'll go back to work. If they decide, you know what, everything's going to be online now and sports are no longer going to have fans anymore, I'm not going to be upset about that. But I hate to see people out of work. I hate to see people dealing with different things. And that's what's bothering us. And I want to find out what's bothering you. And Frank keeps sharing it. Don keeps sharing it. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern. But you can join us and argue with me because I guess I'll be at the baby face in the United States and be hated all over the world. No, Good. no, they're not going to hate you. I think... Uh... Uh, a good debate is healthy for everyone, Neil. And I think this time of year when we're at home and we're isolated, I think it's good to discuss this, especially now with everything coming out, with the virus coming out of a lab in China, as well as Trump wanting to open up uh, maybe by May 1st when some medical experts are saying it's too early. So I think a good debate. We can have a good debate uh, tomorrow night at 9 Eastern on Facebook Live, uh, we hope you can join us with your commentary. And we're and starting we'll a group. We'll be able to put, put people on live as well, could we? Oh yes, yes we can. And what's bothering us, what's bothering you, Facebook group, join it, join it, join it, because it's best to be in Facebook groups. We'll share a bunch of different things and, and we really wanna know what's bothering you. Because I know every one of us would love to get back to work again. And we'll have to find out, maybe some people don't wanna get back to work again. And I guess I'd never hire you then. We are here. End your pain, live again show. And I'm the co-host of the show, Neil Haley. I'm excited to welcome the program. Hay House author and expert in pain, Dr. Mitchell Yoss. Dr. Yoss, how are you? How are you holding up with the coronavirus? Well, I'm doing great. And uh, we're doing, making the best of what we can, trying to reach people through the internet by this kind of means and through Skype evaluations and treatments. So we're still getting out there. Yeah, you're de we're definitely getting out there. And we're surviving through this very strange time. And our topic today is, again, you talk about how you help people uh, decrease pain without medications, without surgeries. And you have... A, someone that has gone through this, your, your uh, method, Dr. Yas. So introduce the person that we're going to talk to today. Yeah, I'm actually here with David Lagnado, who is a gentleman. He'll tell you about his story, but through the missteps of the medical system has left him bedridden for close to three years. 
um, and has just lost all level of function and unfortunately became addicted to prescription pain medication. Uh, and he was really disillusioned and kind of reached out to me. And now we have him on a path and he's actually gone to where he's been able to stand. And um, he sees his path as moving towards returning to a normal life. So, uh, Neil, this is David. Dave will just tell you a little hey, bit about Dave, what's happened. Yeah, David, tell me about specifically how Dr. Mitchell Yoss has helped you in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, uh, I actually found Dr. Yaz on Facebook and he made so much logical sense uh, with his method because I've, before this happened to me, uh, I actually have 30 years of severe back problems as well. And um, then it developed where I got off the couch and I started feeling pain around the knee area. And I just got, you know, I, I followed the, the regular medical system. I went to the ER and you know, orthopedic doctor, and you know, you follow the steps, you get the x-rays, the MRIs, they found nothing, but I just couldn't, I was getting weaker and weaker and I couldn't walk anymore. So I didn't know what to do. And then I was just laying around and deteriorating. So um, Mitch was like the only person, only doctor in, in the whole world, which sounds, you know, crazy, but it's the absolute truth that knew what was going on, that knew that it was a muscular condition. And we've been, you know, doing the exercises and making great strides every single time we get together. Uh, we get together once a week. We've made forward progress to the point where uh, one of my legs, both of my legs have contracted. Uh, and the left leg is maybe we got 10% left to go uh 30 40 percent on the on the leg that i initially hurt um but yeah i can pivot out of a chair and put myself into bed now uh i can use mitch as a post where i can stand up um we're getting you know every week we're just making progress that's tremendous and dr yas when working with david was he a patient really wanted that to follow your instructions and subscription, I mean, prescription in so many ways, because that's so important when you give ideas, but the patient's not willing to follow them. Yeah, I think that's a critical component of this. The first thing you have to do when you're first dealing with an individual is to prove to them that there's value in what you're doing and that it actually can achieve what you say it can. So basically within the first time or two I was with Dave, we, we got a massive improvement in range of motion and strength and he went from not even being able to put his feet on the floor and try to take his butt off a bed from a sitting position to where he was actually able to do it and hold it for a couple of minutes that happened in just a, maybe two or three weeks and so because he was seeing such a massive change in range of motion and strength and even functionality he became so energized that you know he would get excited every time i would come uh, he, he, he would get almost a uh, adrenaline rush just knowing that we were going to be moving that much closer to this idea of him being able to stand without any assistance. So there is no question that the person has to be a participant in this system. Uh, but the key is, and I have to say it, is that you first have to get them to believe it on a mental, emotional, and spiritual level, which then leads them to be aggressive in achieving the physical transformation. Yeah, that's so true. Um, and 
if you're not following what the doctor's orders, David, uh, you're not going to achieve the progress. And you probably went through so many people have told you that you can't feel better without taking medications or having surgery, right? Uh, every, I've seen every doctor under the sun and none of them could come up with any kind of, you know, solution except give me medication. Exactly. So now I'm dependent on the medication, unfortunately, but I mean, if this, if it doesn't show up on a scan there, they just will not help you. If it doesn't show up in a blood test, they, they just, they have no idea what's going on and you're basically just left to die. And that's where I was. I was just, you know, getting more and more depressed and losing hope. And um, Dr. Yaz has restored that. And I'm learning, uh, you know, techniques and I'm tapping into things that I didn't even know I could, you know, break through myself. And I'm putting every, every bit of my soul and, and energy into doing the exercises to where I'm like, you know, I have nothing left to give. Because you can't, it's not a miracle magic pill. You have to have that fire. You have to do the exercises properly. You know, you have to you have to be willing to learn and push as hard as you could possibly do it. But I trust Dr. Yaz because he showed me that I can push myself without causing any injury. And that's that's why it's working. You know, and I, I I'm just I'm ready to push as hard as possible because I want to walk again. I want to get my life back again. And that's great. And Dr. Yash, you have so many people that you've already done this for that you tell David what you've done for other people. So David's more willing to listen to your treatment plan. Yeah, ab absolutely. But I have to say that of all the people I've treated over 27 years, this is the most extreme case that I've ever had to deal with. And that's why it is so incredibly satisfying that we've achieved what we have in just He's been like this for close to three years. In two months, the guy's standing. And this is a guy who couldn't straighten his knees even remotely enough to be able to, to put his feet on the floor from a sitting position, let alone stand. And so um, I'm hoping, and what me and Dave always talk about is, you really want to put perspective about things. And certainly this seems like a horrible thing that he's gone through. But we both believe that there's going to be a point where he's going to walk out this room and he is now going to be the messenger of hope. And people will look to him, not me, but they're going to look to him and say, holy cow, look what you've accomplished. My God, if you could accomplish that, certainly I could overcome whatever I'm looking to overcome. And, and that's my message to Dave. And that's his message to me. We're a team. And we hope that this lesson will be able to be spread globally so people know that there is something outside the medical system that is true and logical and works in a very effective and fairly quick manner. Absolutely, David. So your goal is to walk again and to not have pain. How far are you from that goal? What did uh, Dr. Yas tell you, especially having a session now? How far are you from reaching that goal? Um, within a month or so. Within hopefully a month, two months, it's it's hard to pinpoint it, but so far every um, duration of time that Dr. Yaz said something was going to happen, it's happened. So he said by week three or week four you're going to be doing this, and I've done it. By you know week six you're going to be pivoting. You know, so we've been we're on schedule. I can't give a, an exact you know day 
of when it's going to happen. It just we're making forward progress every single week. So it's 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 not a matter of if it's going to happen. It's a matter of when. I just can't give that exact date. If Dr. Yas wants to elaborate on that, you can. Yeah, I got Dr. Yas with your take. Yeah, so we're at the point now where he can stand with holding me, and he can stand for about a minute to two minutes. So now the next step is for him to be able to take one foot off the floor um, at a time to simulate walking. And once he's able to do that, we simply have to get him to be able to hold on to a walker and then be able to do that at which time he could then begin to walk. I'm truly looking at no more than a month to two months from now. He should be doing that. That is definitely our time frame. We're looking to achieve this. All right. Well, fabulous. And uh, people are going to learn about David's progress and stuff. I know, Dr. Yas, you're doing a lot of Facebook Lives lately. Every like week are you doing them? And then where people can connect with you and stuff, have listened to the podcast or radio show and want to get more information about you all the time to keep up with your latest news. Yeah, we actually, it was actually kind of cool. We did a Facebook Live last night and Dave was on uh, listening and we had a couple of other people and they were describing some of the situations they found themselves in. And Dave was just chiming in about his circumstance. And it was just exactly what I want these Facebook Live situations to be. It's not just me giving a lot of lecture. They were kind of motivating each other. And it was just nice to see that people were talking and recognizing that everyone's kind of in the same boat. It's just dependent on to the extreme that you've reached. So um, it's going very well. We're real happy with that. And yeah, we'll probably be doing them once every two weeks. Uh, but if someone wants to directly contact me, they could always do it by email. And that's at Dr. Mitch at MitchellYas.com, D-R-M-I-T-C-H at M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-Y-A-S-S.com. To get more information, you could certainly go to the YouTube channel at Dr. Uh, Dr. Mitchell Yas. And on Facebook, it's at The Yas Method. Those are great means of getting information, along with my books that I've uh, produced, uh, Overpower Pain, The Pain Cure Rx and the YAS method uh, for pain-free movement. All right, well, fabulous, guys. Uh, that was a great show. Really enjoyed the conversation. And uh, you guys take care and, and, and really take care with the challenges that we're going through right now. And hopefully next time we'll have more clarity where we're going next. But you're, you're doing great work, Dr. Yas. So thanks again. Thanks, Neil. Appreciate it. Right, that, that was the End Your Pain, Live Again show. Take care, everyone. We're back to the Neil Haley Show on the Total Celebrity segment. And you know what? I always enjoy talking to the Chicago series. And I'm excited to welcome the program Brian T. and Nick Gelfis of Chicago Med. Guys, thanks for calling. And how are you today, guys? Uh, Thank you. All right, first question goes to Nick. How are you dealing as we continue, uh, you know, this process of being quarantined and kind of uh, living social distancing? I am desperately trying to maintain a schedule, uh, some sort of structure to the day. Uh, Creating governs my happiness, so I'm using my instruments. I'm a big uh, music guy. I love to play the guitar. Uh, I also have been mentoring with big brother, big sister virtually during this time period. Oh, that's great. I'm looking. And, yeah. And I, actually, I, I, 
I'm really looking forward to calling Bingo virtually tomorrow at a senior care facility. In <laughs> this is the first time I'll have ever done this. I've never even played Bingo. Uh, but I, I'm just looking for ways I can give back and help in whatever way possible. How about you, Brian? Same question. Uh, I've been very fortunate. Um, I'm back here in Los Angeles uh, with my family, and I have a four-and-a-half-year-old, and we have a, you know, a, a new puppy. Um, and we have a full house. It's, it's my wife, my daughter, and I, my, our puppy, and, and my parents <clears throat> live with me. And they're, you know, 75 and 85, and, you know, they're immunocompromised for their age. And it, that is of the utmost importance. So we quarantine ourselves fully. Um, but it's been fun. It's, it's for my daughter, it's kind of been Disneyland. Every day is, is something new and, and something fun, and the whole family's together, and we're all kind of playing together. And, um, fortunate enough to have a, a bit of a yard, but set up like an American Ninja Warrior obstacle course for my daughter. To That's great. That's have, great. Oh my gosh. We have slides and stuff, just trying to make use of the space and the time that we have together. And it's so interesting in the fact that now I would never have thought this based on social distancing because of my podcast and national syndicated radio show. I continue to business as usual, get to talk to all you guys. But I think the whole process of online is making us think virtual bingo. Who would have thunk that? you know, three months ago, four months ago. Who would have thought that you were, were going to have uh, horse championships with NBA players? I mean, think about the things right. that we're figuring out what to do. And I think it just shows our creativity. And I, I, I think some things will change for the good once we're back to normal. And who knows when that normal will begin. So let's kind of talk, Nick, now without spoiling things, because I talk to this everybody always for my show. They catch up in specific ways, and I'm a binge watcher. I constantly binge and then, you know, never know when this will drop on Hulu or Netflix or certain things that people might have been in a certain season. But I like talking about the character and what you've seen, Nick, throughout the season and the development right now with that character. This most recent season? Yes, correct. Yeah, well, well it's been a, a wild ride for Will. Uh, he, man, where we where he started with with Doctor Manning and the accident. Um, he wasn't sure if, if the love of his life was gonna was gonna live, and now he's in a completely different relationship um, with the former drug addict, who is also a doctor at the hospital. Um, he went through a lot of guilt this season with this opioid epidemic and he once again took matters into his own hands did some questionable stuff uh, but all with great intentions and that's Will he's constantly doing whatever he thinks is right even if it's controversial and Right now, he's in a relationship, like I said, with Dr. Hannah Asher. But in tonight's upcoming episode, our final episode, he's going to uh, have some trust issues. Because the drug user comes into the hospital. Is not The drug user knows Dr. Hannah Asher, and he, he senses some sketchy business. On the other side, he's got another uh, a patient who has a rash who he discovers the major deception group. So Will is going to have some difficulty making sense of what's right in front of him. 
Wow. Let's see. That's a that's a challenge when you talk about opioids and and relationships. I wonder we had a relationship type of possibility with this coronavirus, everyone being caught up in relationships, how that's going. That'll be interesting. Now, Brian, I've never gotten to talk to you about your character. What is it the development of that character for, since you've been on the show? Well, Ethan has always been kind of the uh, the straight shooter. Everything he does and sees is kind of in a black and white. He has this moral code and the moral compass of the particular show, and he doesn't really break. He bends but doesn't break. He always kind of takes the right, what he feels, moral, ethical code as far as legality is concerned. Um, but this season, he's, he broke a few times, which he never or rarely does. And I feel like that has to do a lot with the relationship that he's been in. I think, you know, beginning of the season, he he's with the love of his life, his, his soulmate. He wants to flourish and have children and, and do all of these kind of dream-like amazing things. And unfortunately, throughout the season, he hit a bunch of roadblocks and, and speed bumps throughout the way that kind of changed him. And I feel made him make certain decisions and certain choices he's not normally accepting of himself to make and you know it all comes to a pass in the last couple episodes and in this this final one you'll you'll see that he's trying to step away uh whether it's the relationship his professionalism with his hospital and everything and start to do a bunch of ride along with the paramedics just to try to kind of be at arm's length with the situations that he's been in and drops into another one and i feel like he just goes back to his roots and his instincts and, you know, being uh, in the military and serving a few tours, he he's known to just run into the line of fire. And that's what he does in this particular situation to save a, a young boy. And that's what you'll see tonight. Now, Nick, thinking about being the show's called Chicago Med and Med, yeah. this has got to be interesting all the healthcare workers reaching out to you on social media during this time period isn't it yeah absolutely and uh i mean even the mayor and the governor have asked us to post on behalf of staying home mm-hmm. i've done that as well my mom is and my sister are both nurses and they're working still i mean we've we've known they are essential workers and it's really kind of been a gift to be able to portray those types of characters, the true heroes, uh, through our work. Uh, and I'm following the rules. I'm trying to help others understand and, and best follow the rules as well and do whatever I can to make their job easier. All right, Brian and Nick, I appreciate it, guys. Again, tune in tonight uh, to Chicago Med and catch up at NBC.com. I appreciate you guys both calling and uh Best of luck, and hopefully the next time we talk, uh, we'll be out of this, and we'll be just talking about yeah. stories, and and really we'll become a stronger people all together. We're all one together, and uh, I appreciate you guys calling. No doubt. Thank Take you. care, guys. Thank you. All right, guys. You're listening to the Neil Haley Show. We'll be back in just a moment. 